Did you binge? Did you binge it at all? Like, did you watch it every night in sequence? Or it, it's like say eight or ten episodes. I think we watched it in like five days. See, this is this is the this is the testament to the fact that binging does not help it you stick in your memory. Exactly, it washes over you so fast. Right, it's junk food. Junk food. Binge binge watching. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Bro, it's 179. (laughs) How you do? Trust me, bro. Trust me. Trust a bro. <laughs> Trust the bro. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, okay. What what we're watching? What we're watching? Uh, sneaker. A little little teaser. What we're watching? Ah, uh, uh, man. It's it's uh, the Jim and Ted hour this week. The Jim and Ted hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll throw in one. We'll throw in one trailer here. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Somewhere yeah, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, we got a couple of big bottles here. So what do you say we jump into beer right off the rip? Sounds good. Yeah. Well, okay. You have birthday beer. Why don't you go? Okay. I, this is the last of my birthday beer from, uh, we uh, lovingly call him Grandpa Frank in the house. You know, you guys call him Papa, right? Yeah. The boys call him Papa. That's correct. I call him Frank. <laughs> um, it is a Belgo, Belgo Anise Imperial Russian Stout. Ooh, an imperial ale brewed with with anise. Oh, anise. Oak chips and Belgian anise. Anise, like the licorice. Anise, okay. Yeah. Anise, oak chips, and Belgian yeast. Wow. And it's a 2011 odd year release. 2011? And I got a sneak peek at yours. Yeah, it's a 2011. I got a sneak peek at yours, and mine is 10.5. Five. I'm 10.2. I know. <laughs> that's why I was laughing when we were talking about it. Wait a minute. That's a 2000. That's a 10 year old bottle. It's a 10 year old bottle. Get out. That better be amazing. It's going to be amazing. What are you talking about? Of course. And it's, it's funny how it's uh, a licorice stout and we'll be talking licorice pizza in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, man, I can't wait to hear your tasting notes on a 10 year old mm-hmm. beer. That thing is well aged. I know. So I have an Allagash Kuro. Kuro? How do you pronounce that? I always thought it was. Yeah. I, yeah. Kuro sounds right. It's, it's French. Let me look. It looks it looks very French. Yeah. Belgian style gold French. Nail aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, Portland, Maine. So we have an East Coaster. Yep. 10.2. Allagash. Allagash. We have, uh, have a friend that, you know. Oh, look at that cork. Oh, man. That was awesome. You didn't see the little. I did see the little. The little, the little mist coming off of it. It was great. I did see the little. Oh, my God. It's so bright and light. Look at that. Bright and light. Yeah. The Allagash Kiro. Yeah. Let's. How, so, give me a tasting note of what you have there. So my tasting note is like. I love, uh, you know, stouts and 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 uh, IPAs, and you know, th- that's my that's my palate. That's my that's yeah. my whole thing. And and you guys, you and Frank especially, you guys love the Belgians. And sure, I'll I'll take a Chimay here and there. And Chimay not. There's <laughs> and there's tons of other awesome, phenomenal Belgian beers. Uh, but it's just not my just not my palate, not my style, you know. But I think Frank was giving me a message here, like he gave me this, and it's like it has this Belgian taste to it. 
but it, it is, it is the perfect for the mixture of my, my palate. Like, you know, it has, it has like, I wouldn't call it licorice. It has like a spicy. Okay. It looks beautiful. Kind of a spicy note with, with the, with the anise. Anise? Anise. It sounds like, I like saying, and well, that's because my wife is an anissa, so it feels like I should be saying something. And anise sounds like it's not from a great part of your body or something, but. <laughs> I know there's like probably an Italian way to say it or something, because it's like uh, <laughs> when we have like anise cookies or, you know, things, it's mm. like a dessert flavor and has that licorice to it. My grandma would make uh, the pizzelles and. Oh, I love pizzelles. Yeah. 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 And she'd make all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, so it has. It has that spiciness to it, um, and it has a woodiness to it, and it has some notes of the Belgian yeast, uh, but the the overall the overall stoutness of the whole thing just mellows it all out, and and it it really has these amazing stages that are discreet. You know, it hits you up front with the with the spice and the spice is then followed by the wood and the wood is then followed by the the Belgian yeast. And then the then it kind of mellows into the overall stoutness of the over the overall palate. So it's very interesting to have it uh, so distinctly uh, step through the stages. And I'm sure as it warms up, will it'll mellow out. But it is our favorite word when we talk about beers. Balanced. It is. Yeah. Balanced. That might be my that might be my uh, vanity tag if I if if it's not already taken. Balanced. We'll do that. Balanced. <laughs> How about you? How is yours? Yeah, it is incredible so it's a belgian style golden ale so and i love how they say belgian mm-hmm. style because they can't really say it's a belgian because it doesn't come from an abbey uh uh what do you call it a um uh, a monk uh a monastery, monastery yeah right? it doesn't come from a monastery or anything and it's, obviously it's not from belgium it's fantastic and the bourbon barrel the bourbon flavor not even the 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 barrel flavor but the bourbon flavor with a hint of oak comes shining through it is so bright in the in the middle of the flavor i think the initial you know the initial gives you that belgian yeast flavor that you would expect from a belgian mm-hmm. but then as it washes over your palate and over like the few seconds later in the after that bright bourbon oak comes like screaming forward it is fantastic it is it's amazing how how that one flavor just becomes so prominent 10 seconds after you have the initial the the initial taste yeah awesome. it's incredible it's incredible i can't wait to see how it warms and everything it's it's really cold and stuff but i can't <laughs> wait to see how it warms this is so good It'll warm in your hand. Just, you know, hold well, that's why I have one with a stem. <laughs> I have a glass, a there tulip glass with a stem. So. <laughs> so, Ted, we were together on Thanksgiving. We were. And I'll uh, briefly talk about, uh, you know, that week and this week and stuff and then let you jump into it. But before we saw you okay. guys, we met with my friend Ben, uh, Ben Sparkman from the Army and uh, his family. And they recently made a home purchase in Paris, California. And awesome. uh, congrats. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like about two years ago, but that's recent enough still. Yeah. That's that's yeah. recent enough. Come on. 
How long have you been in your house? You've been in your house for uh nine years, I think. Okay. I was I was thinking it was double digits, but okay. Yeah, two thousand twelve we moved in. So Yeah, actually, no, that's gonna be ten years here in about a month. So it will be double oh, you digits. So you're just a. I, I knew it was close. I was just a little early. Yeah, you're a little short. You're a little short. <laughs> but yeah, so we were there. Uh, we, we drove out to Paris, California, and we were there for a couple of days, spent a couple of nights with him and had a great time, you know, catching up and, you know, meeting his new family because he has a couple little kids and he got to see, you know, Tim and Mike and everything and, and his wife and, and all that good stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Then a few days later, we were uh, enjoyed your visit on Thanksgiving uh-huh. and we had a, a lot of fun, a lot of good food and drink. <laughs> It was great. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys went to another friend's like the following day or something or. Yeah. So we went to Oxnard after we were with you guys and went to our friend's uh, beach house and we had uh, like a, you know, just a a short little visit with them and a night over. Oh, that's right. And you saw the little free library that they had or something. The little free library on the, on the walk, on the to, walk the beach. to the beach. There's a, free was, li- yeah. <laughs> There's a free library on the way. And of course I take a picture, send it to Jimmy because he's, you know, he's an aficionado. He's a, a proprietor of his own official little, uh, little, what is it? Little free library, right? Yeah. Little free. It's a lending library, but the, the organization is little free library. Yeah, so I built one and everything, and <laughs> and I took a picture because they have the D. De- because I like I like to I I think it's cool that you guys did the official route, and I love it when I see the official placard of yeah the, the charter number people. and all that stuff <laughs> the charter number, and this was a, like an early charter number, but I guess that was a different charter. It was like some other another charter that was even earlier, and I was like, oh man, she's got double, she's got a double free library. Well, the, I th- it, off the top of my head, I think it was like 622 or something <laughs> and ours is like 125,000 ish or something like that right yeah so you got six digits and she has three digits it's like <laughs> i mean that's like when the thing first started that's brand yeah. new man that that's an old <laughs> one and the funny thing is i tried to look it up on the map and it didn't show it's not even there anymore they, they don't even they don't even keep the those records are carbon carbon copies down at the yeah. library or something microfiche you know? <laughs> but yeah that was incredible though but i did see it on there and i think they're so i they have two libraries right and you know side by side and the other number i think is the one that's their official now and they said there's like a little red one that's like children's books and then the other one's like adult books (laughs) and then while i'm walking back back for the beach you text me and you say, say hello. And you like said her name. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> they have their names in here. And yeah. It's oh, yeah. Like if official. You, if you go on the Little Reef Free Library website, you'd see my name. And I have a little blurb on there and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So we we actually so we had we we got there and we we hung out with them for a little bit. We had a great night out walking around Ventura City. And then we spent the day, the next day, Saturday, just hanging out. Yeah, Ventura's a cool town. Yeah. And, uh, but they lost their dog. What do you mean they lost it? Their dog ran away like the gate was open. And and we were like, oh no, we have to look for this dog. So we looked for the dog and and luckily within a couple hours we found the dog. Um, 
so that was tragedy averted, you know, and thank thank goodness for next door and and you know, yelling and talking to all the strangers and just like it's like the high tide comes and wash the dog out to sea. I know, I know. And that the dog went straight for the straight for the beach. Like why not? That's where all the frisbees <laughs> he knew, are. He knew he knew where to go. He knew where to see all of his dog exactly. buddies. You know, Ventura is a very dog, dog centered town. Um Oh, and then uh, so and and my friend. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know him. He's a, he's a trailer junkie for life. Uh, Jim Wyatt, you know, he's yeah, on yeah. pod. Um, he has a an excellent uh, whiskey and bourbon collection, and I had. I know you've talked about it before. Yeah, and we and he had some there, um, and he had this uh, old particular. And it's this twenty-five uh, year old. Oh, it was it, it was an amazing, amazing. I've had old particular. Uh huh. I think Frank had it or something. He may still have it. I don't know what year it was. Uh huh. But you're right though. It's extremely smooth. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. So we we tried a bunch. Um, I think that was my favorite. It was definitely the most memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah, and then we watch. Well, I guess it's it's what we're watching, but it's almost what we were doing. Like you, you and I were we we had hyped it, and we were talking about watching. Uh, oh God, get back! You know, <laughs> I mean, talk about fast forward to the concert. Oh man, you guys missed out. I mean, I should I go back and watch it more? Ann and I were troopers, and we were like, you know, maybe it didn't hit the the, the room at the right time post Thanksgiving, okay. you know, like uh, the first episode is probably the weakest, you know, it's like the gears just kind of kick over. They kind of get going. But Ann and I over this past week, you know, typically over lunch, we spend, you know, lunch hour together and, you know, she takes a little break from, you know, her, her trading and I take a break from my okay. work day and right, right before she goes to pick up the kids, we watch something for an hour. So we said, we'll just pick up where we left off with, with, uh, the Van Curras. and <laughs> we picked up that episode and that episode was, you know, was okay. But I think with, I think almost like. The time that you spend watching this documentary unfold, it leads to the anticipation and it and it kind of builds. There's a there's an energy that Paul and John have at the very end in the last episode, right before they go on the roof. Spoiler alert. You know what I mean? This is like the last time the Beatles performed together live. It's only 52 years ago. (laughs) Right. But you know, Anne's re- Anne's reading all about this stuff. I'm not a huge Beatles fan, you know. Going into this, I like the music. I appreciate it. I understand it's you know it's it is a a force, a tour de force for a you know a, a, an all time you know legendary band. So I've listened to the music, but I didn't really get into it. And this, you know, along with Anne explaining to me all the stuff, like, you know, I've I've always thought of Yoko Ono being vilified and like, oh, you know, she broke them up. But it's really not. It's really about like management and the death of that that Brian, Brian guy, Epstein. you know, <laughs> Brian Epstein's death. And and then like when they bring in Billy's uh, what's his name, Billy, the black dude. I don't remember. Yeah. Billy, uh, Billy Porter, Billy, Billy Porter. Yeah. Billy Porter. When they bring in Billy, Billy Porter, it's really magical. And he's like the fifth Beatle. He's the fifth Beatle for sure. And John calls him that. And when he calls him that, it's just like, it gives you a shiver. It gives you chills thinking how great it is. And they, 
and they do like a little riff on on like I have a dream speech, you know, and they kind of put it to music. So they they have a lot of fun over this time. But by the time you're at the end of the month that they're doing this, you know, rehearsal for this live album, let it be whatever, whatever they're trying to put together on this in this in this, you know, movement at the Apple Records or whatever. Yeah. Get back. By the time by the time John and Paul have it and they're taught and they're talking about like, we got to just do it. We could we could practice forever. We could you know, we could keep doing this forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, see, this is this moment is the moment that that we've kind of been building to. And if you just jump to this moment, then you as an audience don't have that same anticipation of just getting out there and doing it, you know, what I mean? getting out there and performing those songs. Well, and then George leaves, they go to his house. Oh, yeah, it's always bad. I mean, that's the second episode, like second and third episode is like the drama, the back and forth with George and stuff. So. So it, All right, I'll it, give it another it, chance. It, it, build, it builds. It builds. It's not. I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think the boys would necessarily like it. You know what I mean? My our kids were checked out. You know, and Bryce loves the Beatles, but he was like, "I'll listen to their music," and I think it. It's really like uh, D- "Dig a Pony." Like <laughs> "Dig a Pony" is a song that I've heard, and I know it's the Beatles, and I I didn't know it by name, but I've heard it so many times that I know this song. But there's something about that song that captures John Lennon for me that after watching this documentary and hearing the way that he just musically plays around, plays around, they play around their songs more than they play their songs during this whole epic documentary. And as they play around the songs, Dig a Pony captures the frolicking, the nature of John Lennon. You know what I mean? So so I play Dig a Pony and Bryce loves Dig a Pony. So I think it's one of my new favorite Beatles songs. That and Get Get Back obviously is is amazing. And to me, that's Paul. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if two songs could be the people, those are the those are the two songs, you know. So so I I was I am it it did it did something to my fandom of the Beatles that had I not invested the how many hours? Ten hours or something like that. You know, nine hours. It was, yeah, it was like nine or ten hours. It was long. Yeah. So I mean, if I didn't invest that, I don't think I would have this new appreciation. So it's it's an interesting way to get people that aren't into the beat. You know, like if you're on the if you like know of the Beatles and you're kind of int- if you're Beatle Beatle curious, <laughs> you know, then they do this. And it'll, it'll, it, it might it might push you over the edge. It might not. But it's a it's a it's a good thing. Give it a try. Give it a second shot. OK, so I watched oh the first two thirds of the first episode, jumped ahead to the second episode, watch about the first quarter Jumped to the third episode, <laughs> watched about the middle 15 minutes, and then went right to the on the roof. Once they finished the concert, I turned it off. <laughs> I'm a huge Beatles fan, you know, and I have tons of Beatles music and, you know, like I have tons of stuff. Yeah. You know, outtakes and and recording sessions and all kinds of stuff, you know, and and I don't know what it was. I think it was just. I think my my expectations of what I was anticipating it being and what it actually was led to disappointment. Right. And I thought there was going to be a little bit more. I mean, there was story and everything, of course, but I thought it was going to be more than just a bunch of dudes sitting in a studio riffing. When they got to Apple Records, it got so much better, I thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll I'll give it another try. The tittle the the Tittlewinks Park or whatever that other place was. It's just so stark and you know maybe that's and, what it was. You know, you know and and it, and they kind of they're kind of out there, and that's where George is leaving them and all that stuff. And it's just like when they get in that homey room of Apple Records, and and, and it's so funny. There's a couple of scenes where Billy Por- Billy Porter is uh, playing the piano, and he plays the the Rhodes electrical piano. Right, it's like an electric piano, and he's playing the piano smoking a cigarette reading the newspaper like he's just backing up as the guys are riffing you know and like trying to come up with the words and stuff but this guy is so talented and now that now that i have a a face to go with the the sound of the of this specific piano it's just it's that much richer when you hear let it be yeah no i agree with you i agree so okay i'll give it another try i'll watch it <laughs> you convinced me i'll i'll dive in and so why don't we just continue with what we're watching okay cool and then we could do our coming of age trailer movie at the end <laughs> okay cool all right we'll so you were talking about the beatles get back and and uh yeah i'll like i said i'll give it a try um, we watched Greyhound on Apple TV plus. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Okay. We saw it. Yes. We saw it when it came out. Oh, fantastic. We've had, we've, we've had Apple TV a little much longer than you. So yeah. So it is amazing. Did you watch it with uh, Fitch? Did you watch Finch right after? No, I didn't watch that. No, I just watched the one. Oh, okay. Great. Greyhound is really good though. Like, oh, and the, you know what the best part was? What's that? They kept the Elizabeth shoe. I love you. Goodbyes to a minimum. They got right to it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, how many movies that movie was 90 minutes uh-huh. start to finish 90 minutes credits and everything. Right. How many movies would go two and a half hours of like the Christmas ball? And then here we are exchanging Christmas gifts. And then it's the hug and it's like, baby, come back to me. You know, all the stuff that you just don't really want to see. They cut it all out. You know what happened in that movie? Steve Jobs ghost came out from the from beyond and he took the movie script and he threw it in a, an aquarium at the at their office and bubble started to come out, out of the script. And he's like, what's all that space? Get it out of the script. We don't need it. Exactly, in there. man. Have you heard? Have, have you heard? Have you heard the early iPhone stories? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So it's like it's it's an Apple it's an Apple thing where they just take out all the unnecessary crap and get rid of all the space and just jump jump to the meat. <laughs> the guys show up and they say, "Here's our new phone." He's like, "What's this? Why is this why why is this lump here? No, take that out." <laughs> I know it's amazing. But yeah, it was it I mean, edge of your seat beginning to the end, the tension. So I told Clarissa and we we were going to do it, but then of course, you know, like life happens. Yeah. But after this though, so this is the American version of like Das Boot. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, so I want to watch Das Boot, which is, you know, the German subversion of this story right right yeah the u-boat version so i mean i've seen dust boot before it's on my wall you know <laughs> your laser disc your laser disc wall uh, on the laser disc wall yeah amazing but 
it was Greyhound was so good and it was it was edge of your seat intense. I mean, and then the stats at the end, you know, they're like thirty five hundred ships sunk, seventy two thousand sailors. And yeah, like I knew it was a lot. I had no idea it was that many. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's shocking. It's shocking. Did, but did you did you also draw the parallels to Saving Private Ryan? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Tell, tell, tell me how. To me, it's, you know, obviously it's. uh Hanks. Well, yeah, right, right. But it's, you know, basically shepherding, you know, he was shepherding these ships across there. And, you know, his his mi- one mission in Saving Private Ryan was to bring Private Ryan home. And he's losing men while he's doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're so losing, losing ships while, while they're doing the it. And they're, they're going they're across. It, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So what else have you watched? Well, we both watched uh, Hawkeye. You all caught up with Hawkeye there? I love it. Yeah. Hawkeye is so much fun. As far as the 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 series goes, you know, Wanda uh-huh. and Captain America and Hawkeye. I mean, as far as And Lo- Loki? Loki, yeah. This one's my favorite so far. And what's the what's your what's your parameter? What 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 puts it above the rest? I think Lo- Loki's my favorite right now. Loki's a close num- number two. What I like about it is the, you know, now you have me questioning. <laughs> no, I still think Hawkeye. It's okay. You can, you can, you can still yeah, say Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye, Hawkeye because I think Hawkeye. We can have different opinions, Jim, and still be friends. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Thank you. I don't feel so bad contradicting you now. <laughs> No, I think Hawkeye, though, the free-spirited aloofness of it or something. I mean, when he goes LARPing uh-huh. and he, <laughs> had, like, I think what put me over the top was that he goes to the LARP uh-huh. and we've talked about a MacGuffin a couple a couple episodes ago. <laughs> And yeah. the Ronin outfit is sort of a MacGuffin, but I think it was like the the copper fireman. I'm not sure what the guy was, the black guy that was wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that guy was like the MacGuffin. Mm. They're leading you to think like, oh, this guy's serious. And then when he's like, I fought Thanos and he just hangs his head dejectedly. Just kill me. Kill me as fast as you can. <laughs> I think that's what I love about it, though, is like the self-deprecating humor. And he's just like he's just trying to get home. And the silliness of it when they're when he like he t- he loses his hearing or his 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 hearing aid, his hearing aid. Yeah. And the girls saying, oh, I got to go walk the dog. And then he's like, you know, we really need to go walk <laughs> the dog. And like, I mean, it's just so silly, but it's so good. And yet it's so poignant. When he thinks that his wife calls, but his it's his son. son calling on his wife's phone and she has to help him because he can't right. hear. It's like that mo- that moment. Oh, got man. Me, man. Me as, a, as a father, you know, as a father who's trying to get home for Christmas right. and have your young son call you. Could you imagine like Mikey or Timmy calling you and you're like trying to get home, but you don't know if you can. And they just say. It's okay, Dad. I understand. And it's just, oh. and like the kid, but you know he's hurting, you know. And it's just like, oh, yeah. the poor, the poor kid. And the little boy's trying not to make his dad feel right. guilty. And yes, it's the most, the guiltiest thing you could say. Anyway, <laughs> amazing, amazing show. So far, so so good. I, I really enjoy it. And what I also like about it too is, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of cliffhangers at the end of every episode. Right. This one though makes me want to watch, oh, you know, like more and more. And and I was so happy that 
when we first started. I don't know if it's if they released two at one, if they dropped two at once, or if they dropped one and we didn't watch it until there were two. Oh, I think that I think that's it. And I think they come out on Wednesday, Wednesday, which is like, oh, we watch it on a Friday and maybe we did what? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I think the first Friday that we it was supposed to be like the Friday after Thanksgiving or something. So maybe we only watched it this week. But there were two episodes when we started. And when the first episode was done, we watched the second episode. Oh, cool. Right after. I w- I'm like, there's one more. Let's do it. You know? And, <laughs> and then the way the third episode ended. And I'll tell you what, though. This is how I know I'm excited about it. With all the other ones, I never looked at which day it released. This one, when it was over, uh-huh. I went straight to the the internet i said when does it release <laughs> and all week it was tuesday and mike said we watching hawkeye tonight i said no buddy tomorrow night tomorrow night he's like oh. <laughs> to wednesday night he's like oh man it. i said i know i know i feel <laughs> me too i feel i feel what you're feeling right now <laughs> uh uh, another thing I've been watching and okay. really good on Netflix. It's uh, I think it's about a month, month and a half old right now. But Turning Point, 9-11 and the War on Terror. Oh, yes, yes. You mentioned this. Very good. It's five episodes. You know, they go into the different aspects of it. Each episode is like its own uh, its own story in a sense. So like it's kind of like if you think about The Wire, you know, there were five seasons to The Wire and each season covered a different part of the corruption in Baltimore. You know, you had the newspaper, you had the police, you had uh, the education system, you know, the schools, etc. And that's kind of how this is. Each episode, it's not seasons, of course, like The Wire, but each episode, it covers like the initial, the towers getting hit and that whole thing. And it's like the whole impetus and the start of it all. And then it just is it's the progression through how we got to where we are. And it literally takes you right into like, I think it was uh, September 11th of this past year. So just a few months ago. Wow. It's it's that recent. And but it gets into uh, the Bush administration, the Obama administration and all of the, in my opinion, the criminal things both administrations did. Wow. You know, you look at Obama and a lot of people, especially Republicans, will say, oh, he's a dove. You know, he's he doesn't do what you know you would think. And I mean, that dude was a hawk. When it came to like drone strikes <laughs> and all the stuff they were, I mean, he got Bin Laden uh, for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, the whole thing about it though is, and the way the Bush administration got shot down by the Supreme Court to say, no, what you're doing is illegal. And then they're like, oh, that's illegal. And then they went and wrote laws to make what they're doing legal. I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's criminal what we did. Yeah. It's criminal. But that's, I, I would recommend, um, turning point, okay. uh, nine 11 war on terror. So there, but there's, there's new information in there because you said it's all the way up till this recent year or whatever. Yeah. It gets into the Trump administration negotiating with the Taliban to turn mm-hmm. over and the Biden administration turning over Afghanistan to back, back to, uh, the Taliban and, you know, and it, yeah, it's, it's up to, it's up to the minute with within like a couple like two months Amazing. ago i mean it's like that recent Amazing. so they did a i mean they must have been putting it together and then they said all right we're gonna wait these last two months we'll cram the last stuff in and then just release it yeah you know and i mean and they just they they did a great job though it was it was awesome so what else you got what else you got um 
I don't know. Did uh, it's been a long time since I've talked about this? Did we? Did we talk about you? Did I talk about watching you? You have, but I don't know where you are in it. Okay, I finished the third, this most recent, ep- the most recent season of you. Um, phenomenal show, continues to be amazing. Um, it was really strange to like. It's a little too like. Uh, a little too much uh, sex in it to watch with Audrey, so I was like, "All right, if you want to watch, yeah, this, dad I, daughter creep. Do not, I do not, factor. I do not endorse watching this, but you know, you free to watch what what you want to a little bit, you know. Uh, but I watched it on my own. It was it was pretty good. Um, and then this evening we were what we watched a a boy called Christmas, a boy called Christmas, what? which is a new Netflix, Netflix. Okay. Uh, holiday holiday movie. It's it's kind of intense. There's some intense moments. There's some darkness to it, you know. Oh, okay. Um, but so uh, I don't know. I think it's like yeah, it's it's rated PG. So you know, I think I think the boys could handle it. But you know, say you know maybe we'll give it a give it a check on. Um, What's that? The Common Sense Media or something, you know? We'll, yeah. We'll look it up. But yeah, Bre- Bryce, he he didn't leave the room on purpose, you know, very distinctly, but he was, he was, it, it, there's some tension. There's, there's definitely some tension and some, some sad moments. So is it more Santa fantasy or is it more like real life world stuff? Oh, no. I mean, it's like uh, Norwegian, you know, it's like. Norwegian fairy tale fantasy kind of thing. Okay, okay. But it's li- it's live action, you know, there the the moments of peril are very real. Right. Um it's the 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 encapsulating story, you know how like you feel them. Yeah. Yeah, you know how in uh, Princess Bride the the actual story is told by uh Columbo to <laughs> Fred Savage, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and this is pretty nice because it's uh, Columbo. Is that who it is? Yeah, it is. Okay, what? I don't know his real name. Peter Falk. This, this beer is really good. Peter Peter Falk. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Maggie Smith, Dame Maggie Smith, telling a story to her three. I can't tell whether they're her grandchildren or her her nieces and nephews, but the dad from the real life part is uh, Jasper Jasper from uh, Cruella. Oh, okay. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's that's cool, cool little uh, actor, you know. And it's in it's in you know the it's, it feels like it's in the UK. And then Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig, uh, an American actress, comedian, she does an amazing. Uh, British accent in this, so it's kind of fun. Very cool. I was like, all all of the Brits to do a great American accent. I'm I'm happy to see an American doing a British accent. And a boy called Christmas. A boy called Christmas. All right, we'll have to uh, screen it maybe before we show it to the boys. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and lastly, with The Witcher coming out, me and Clarissa decided oh, yeah. to rewatch season one of The Witcher. <laughs> See my see my call to action worked for one family, which is a good thing because there's this main character in it, the main villain, uh, you know, the antagonist guy chasing the the protagonist all over the place, essentially. Although the uh-huh. Witcher's kind of the protagonist too, but but you have the antagonist dude who's chasing this girl all over the place. So we end the first episode. Me and Clarissa both look at each other and say, "I didn't remember any of that." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I know the bad guy is important for a reason, but I have no idea who he is. Or We're going to find out. We're going to find we out. We may as well be watching it for the first time. I mean, it is hilarious how we forgot so much of this. Well, he saw it a year ago or a year and a half or whatever it was, you know. Did you binge? Did you binge it at all? Like, did you watch it every night in sequence or? It, it's like, say, eight or ten episodes. I think we watched it in like five days. See, this is this is the this is the testament to the fact that binging does not help it. You stick in your memory. Exactly. It washes over you so fast. Right. It's junk food, junk food, binge, binge watching. Totally. Yeah, we we didn't like it didn't stick with us at all. And you it's, and it's good. It's not oh, a question of being good. It was just the. It was the 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 method of consumption. And the funny thing is, when we reviewed it a couple of weeks ago, I said they put money into it this time. And the first time they it, it, they it wasn't as good. And it, it seemed like they didn't put as much production capital as much production value into it. Right. Yeah. OK. I'm totally wrong on that. Of course they did. It just was <laughs> like like you said, it was junk food just washing over. It just me. washed over. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the way they did the magic and stuff, it seemed a little janky. But maybe that's just the technology they had or something. But overall, though, no, it's it's fantastic. It's really good. So I'm looking forward to season two. I just awesome. You know, we'll have to slow it down a little bit so we remember what what happens. <laughs> or you'll just rewatch it before season three. Or we you could know? do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I ha- I have similar things from my my past, but I think it's mostly because uh, in my early days I was watching a lot like after smoking pot. So I think that was the <laughs> I mean, like I don't remember this scene in this movie. That's because at all. that was scene like, was right. watching you because you're passed out, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get into the trailer this week then. Now that we covered what we're watching, and I will say that my beer has has mellowed and warmed slightly, but it still it still has a chill to it. But the licorice um, from the anise has definitely become more prominent. So like a pepperoni, <laughs> like a licorice pizza. No, I don't know what what does licorice pizza mean. I don't even know. Like it's the the trailer does nothing to answer that question. Yeah, the name. I you know I was thinking about it. I didn't do any research, so maybe there's something. Right. And I like doing these things cold sometimes. And I'm because I'm, I'm always like, I have no idea. Let's see what Ted says. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking like, Let, let's just let's just let's just do hot takes on on uh, on the podcast without doing any any uh, uh, research. That's always funny. totally totally. I'm thinking, is it like the girl's nickname or something? I don't know. But coming of age movie, high school kids. Yeah. First question, though. Have you ever, I mean, I have probably on more than one occasion. Have you ever walked in like a glass door? Like you don't even see it coming. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Is that the worst? It is one of the worst things to do. I mean, you're just like you're cruising along and also kablammo and you're just like busted nose. And <laughs> and, and usually it's not your house. Usually it's somebody else's house, you know, always. And I and I've and I've done it where I've done it so bad where it's not the it's not the glass door. It's the screen. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. And when you and when you take the whole screen out and you're just like, oh, God, you're like tangled up in this. It's screen. like a, you, just, you got trapped in like a spidey net or something like one of Spidey's webs. And, you know, that's like hundreds of dollars. And you're like, let me pay for it. Let me for it. And they're like, no, no, it's OK. And I'm like, oh, God, all right, fine. Like, you don't have to. And the aluminum twice, frame but... is all like tweaked. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to totally get a new one. You gotta get a new one. I know. I know. <laughs> 
But the David Bowie music, I love the I love the David Bowie throughout the whole trailer. Yeah, it, yeah, it just solid. It sets a, a a cool tempo and everything, and and the and the and it, and it nails the time frame. Right, exactly. Is it parallel to Boogie Nights? I guess. Yeah, you know, I was thinking it's somewhere mid late eighties, something like that, or so. It's like post. It's like the tail end of Boogie Nights kind of spans the seventies to the eighties. I believe it feels, you know, so this is like the second half of Boogie Nights. This is happening in parallel in the par- in the Thomas in the Paul Thomas Anderson universe. You're telling me this is attached to Boogie Nights? No, just by the director. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> just just if a director had a universe. Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. This is would be in Paul Thomas Anderson's universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so does it take place in the valley, you think? Uh, no, I feel like it doesn't it feel east east coast. I, I mean, I don't know where where did Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson live? <laughs> I don't right, know. I think that's where we got we got to figure out, right? Yeah, I don't know. Don't don't search for where Barbara Streisand lives, by the way. The Barbara Streisand effect. <laughs> Did you know? So I was talking about that with I don't know who, and I looked it up. There's a Wikipedia page for the Streisand effect. <laughs> we love it. It's amazing. Like if you don't want somebody <laughs> to look at something, don't ever complain <laughs> because everyone's gonna look at it. To the extent it has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Love it. Yeah. No, I, 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 you know, the funny thing about this, though, I'm watching it. I'm like, it's a teenage coming of age movie. And the more I'm watching uh-huh. it. And then I was like, OK, let me watch that again. So I rewatched the trailer. Uh-huh. And I thought this looks really good. It's it's amazing. So, I mean, we're both men and we both came of age in our own ways. Yeah. And I always wanted to see boobs. <laughs> uh, yeah. You want to see boobs and you know, so I, and I know, uh, you know, you wanted to see boobs. I wanted to see boobs. And then when I wanted to touch him, I got slapped. It's just a logical progression. Like if you're going to show me your boobs, I'm going to ask the next question. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it, it was so, it was so heartfelt oh. and, it, and yet, and yet it was so, there was something about, the way that it it unfolded, that it felt wholesome. Is that is that weird of me to say? No, I I think that's a good thing to say because I was right in lockstep with you because I, yeah, I remember in high school there was always like the one or two dudes, whatever they could do nothing wrong when it came to girls, right? Right, right. Go on all the dates, you know, they're banging them all <laughs> and like whatever it is, right? There's like the one or two guys that like all the girls had crushes on and stuff. I, I went to an all military, uh, I mean, all boys military high school. We had, we allowed girls to come in in our junior year. So by our junior and senior year, I think we had five girls the first year and 10 girls the second year. And of course, all the girls, you know, were with, the handful of jocks exactly exactly right but i'm just saying you said all the girls and i think when i think of high school and all the girls there's only like five (laughs) that's true i guess i need to qualify that (laughs) no it's all right most people's experience is not but yeah you know so you're thinking about like this breadth of girls i guess Uh that would go on dates or date guys or have crushes on guys or whatever it was you know at least the ones that i thought were cute and interested in and Uh they were never into me and 
it was one of those things where it's like when one was all of a sudden like showed an interest in me or something, I, I was like just all thumbs and I'm just like, uh, uh, uh boobs, <laughs> you know, and you just, and you're just like an idiot, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like totally uncouth, no sense of. <laughs> I, I, like I just had no idea what I was doing and I could totally relate to this guy. And then it's like this girl continues to show an interest. And then, you know, of course, that they're holding hands and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, it's so cute. I wish that was me. Yeah. yeah. And then like you're just like rubbing the dimple in your cheek, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it looks I, I really I, I, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be one of those fun coming of age movies. that's going to bring you that's going to be like a blast to the past nostalgia. And then it's like it has that sprinkled in, you know, Sean, Sean Penn and, right. and uh, Brad, Bradley Cooper. I remember, right? Bradley Cooper's playing Chris Christopherson. I'm I think, sure. yeah, I th- that's who, that's who it is. It's not, it's not really credited, but you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, he's, he's an uh, always, always very. He'll get top notch. Uh, oh no, cool. Yeah, no, he's he's amazing. And then he he hangs this movie on these uh, two kids. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the main part of the movie. Yeah, Alana Haim is known, and she's you know she's not like huge, but but to me the kid the boy is like unknown, and you know I think it is it is the way to to kind of keep this fresh and and put this in a space where you know I guess she's I guess she's more known as a as part of the band. I think she has a band with her sisters, right? Something like that. Yeah, I I was loosely paying attention to the exposition, the exposition of that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I th- I love I love the idea of, you know, putting this in there. And and to me, Paul Thomas Anderson can do no wrong. I, the only movie of his I have not seen is the the phantom thread oh that one yeah and i only and i only didn't see it because my i'll leave that to ann because because ann loved it and she said i love it you wouldn't like it and i said all right instead i'll just watch there will be blood again (laughs) you know what i mean like i will watch there will be blood if i had to guess we covered the phantom thread in like episode 48 or something (laughs) oh i love i love the ball parking let's You you keep riffing. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um, so this is is this a must see? This is one you have to go to the theater to see. I believe that's the problem. Well, you will until it comes to streaming. Okay, so you're you're just banking on the short on the shorter theatrical releases now. I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and you know MGM is like not a major studio anymore. I don't believe so. It's kind of hard to see where this is gonna land. Uh, let's see. Uh, whoa, no way. Don't tell me. 150. <laughs> no. Episode 15. Oh, wow. So early. Wow. Do we even want to listen to that one? Oh, and the <laughs> title. Episode 15. The Solo Cup Final for Best Trailer. <laughs> when we were doing the Solo <laughs> Cup. <laughs> oh, the Phantom Thread, man. Episode 15. Oh, that was so long ago. We were children. <laughs> we are as young as these kids in licorice pizza. Oh, God, I don't even <laughs> want to listen to it. It's probably so bad. <laughs> wow. That was like two months into doing this. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, overall, uh, though, we have the one trailer, uh, licorice pizza. 
I hope we figure out what the name means. I'm going to watch. I'll wait for streaming. I'm not going to the theater to watch it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, an emotionally exhausting week. And, you know, <laughs> this beer is 10.2. And you're, you, haven't, you haven't shared any of the beer yet? No, I did. I gave half to Clarissa. Oh, Clarissa came by. Okay. I don't get to share my beer with anyone. I told you last week how, um, you know, I, I quit drinking during the week and all this stuff. Right, right. Two things. Two things to note. When you don't have a ha- have beer on your palate every day, yeah. the flavor when you do is so much more intense. So the flavors are better. Right, right. The second thing is, man, your tolerance goes down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I still have like half of this glass here. I mean, I have a t- it's warming wonderfully, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. I get well, it's ten point two, but yeah. But I'm just saying though, it's like it is incredible how not having you know not. Dr- and when I say drinking, I don't want to make it sound like I'm drinking a fifth of scotch or something, but right. just a beer, you know, like when you don't do a beer, two beers every day while you're cooking dinner and stuff, like it really changes your palate back to more a more normal palate, I guess. Yeah. And you could truly taste the, 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 the full flavor of the beer. Love it. It's a, it's, it, is a, it is a testament to buying more $20 beers and less two dollar beers <laughs> yeah you know and and it's you know how should i put it it's like if you're going to eat rich food yeah you can't like okay i'll use it like this so we were talking uh me and clarissa were talking about food diets nutrition and all this and what led to it was this one podcast we were listening to where they were talking about all that kind of stuff right and they were talking about how eating healthy and eating you know whatever it is that you eat, et cetera, about making sure that you get the proper nutrition daily for the, what you need. And it's not about like the quantity of the food necessarily, but the quality of the food and everything. Right. And my first thought was if I ate like it was Thanksgiving every day, I'm dead in five years. Oh God. Like you can't <laughs> the, do, no, it. do that. Right, 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 right. You know, or Christmas, you know, it, it's like those meals are so rich. Right. And so, heavy and so like i don't know saturated fat and sugar with everything and <laughs> gravies and sauces and there's a reason they're special occasions right oh totally totally yeah so but but the thing is though that's kind of how beer is right right like you can't drink 10 percent beers every day it'll it'll just destroy you 100 yeah 100 percent on the 10 percent beers every day yeah <laughs> but i i yeah i mean as you as you were saying that i was thinking it's like you know, in our household, my my kids, ugh, they love dessert. You know what I mean? But we tell them dessert is a sometimes thing. You know, we don't eat. We eat food to live, but we eat dessert, you know, as a treat, as a special extra something. So every night, if you ask for dessert every night, you're not going to get every night. You're going to get it two nights a week. You know what I mean? Like It ain't just your kids, buddy. It ain't just your kids. Mine too. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's like two nights a week is what is what we've kind of portioned it out to. And if the kids do like if they're really, really like 
harping on us. Then they get the two nights early in the week. And later in the week, they, they try to go for it. And we're like, nope, sorry, you burned the two days on Monday and Tuesday. So the whole rest of the week, we're not doing dessert. Well, and the funny thing is, nobody here says dessert. They always say, Dad, can we have a treat? Can we have a treat? Oh, nice. <laughs> well, this month, they have a treat because they have the, well, Mike got the Harry Potter advent calendar. Oh, nice. And, you know, Lego. Okay. And Tim got the Star Wars advent calendar, you know, the Lego. Oh, okay. And then they both have like the chocolate candy one. So every night now oh. there's like the little chocolate piece. Oh, Frank Frank and Barbara got the our 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 kids the the Lunt or whatever the advent calendar. It's huge. Yeah, it's big. Is that the one you guys got? I I think so. I think it's the same one. Yeah. Oh, it, it's amazing. I was like, this is an amazing advent calendar. I said, you should call Frank and Barbara every day and thank them every day for this. And they're like rolling their eyes at me, you know. And it's like it's like high end chocolate and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. And one of one of them's like the whole chocolate umbrella. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, they've, and, they've, and they've identified which day. I think it's the 12th is the chocolate umbrella because you can see the shape of it. <laughs> so they're like, we can't wait for the 12th. We get the big chocolate oh. umbrella. Your 12th. kids and my kids, man. They're kindred spirits. They're kindred spirits. But yeah, so we have that advent calendar, and then they both have their, their respective Lego advent calendar. Nice, nice. I didn't do Lego this year. I didn't do the Lego ones this year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I should have. While they're still in that wheelhouse, we'll do it. I mean, in a, in a year or two, they may not be. I'm, you know, they weren't, you know, Bryce wasn't clamoring for it. And, and then I, and then I was like, out of sight, out of mind. And then, and, you know, and he has so many, he has so much Lego. It's, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> I brought I brought all the Lego. You know, you have your Lego very contained and like nice. I try. I try. I yell at them constantly. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> I did a thing where I took it out of the house. I was like, oh, you're not going to do your homework. Well, all the Legos get it going out of the house. And I and I stored it here in my office in the guest house. And he's seventh grader. Seventh grade. Yeah. And he's still into Lego. Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. But I mean, but his Lego is like. Can I make the most annoying thing with this Lego Technique motor? Like, can I make a motor that just taps incessantly to make a, a rhythm? Like, he's a, he's he's very rhythmic. Tap, tap, like, tap, I was like, tap, I said, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, man, we need to get this kid a drum set. Like, he keeps <laughs> <I'm> time. Like, <laughs> he keeps time. Oh, and we went to our friend's house in Santa Barbara, and she has a drum set, and he just took to it so amazing uh so i'm i'm still trying to get him a drum set i don't know how i'm going to convince Anne to get him a drum set but but anyway the legos i brought them out here just to store them and be like all right you're off your legos but a couple times he's come down here and he's pulled the legos out and now there's legos all over the floor <laughs> and because this is my office and Anne rarely comes in here i'm like all right well it's fine i guess i'll just make a path where you're I like you're like i just won't walk barefoot <laughs> exactly so how did your beer finish then? So give me the final tasting notes before we sign off. I see you have a good amount of beer too, like I, as do I. We're kind of a short yeah. episode, so. Right. So the beer finished licorice. Okay, licorice forward? Licorice forward. Okay. Um, I do not have any pizza. Bryce had a little Costco pizza this evening, so maybe that'll we'll, we'll put that together like that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's... It's nice. It's Anna's could be overpowering. I th I mean, that's what it's doing right now. It's like it's starting to overpower the beer. Okay. Okay. But but the Belgian yeast 
is is still competing. Bringing up the rear. Yeah. And I think all the other flavors have kind of subdued and, and sunken into the background. So it's licorice in the front end, you know, Belgian yeast in the back end. Kind of like a mullet. <laughs> That's right. How about yours? It, yeah, it totally mellowed. I think the bourbon barrel side of it, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I were approaching the beer with a fresh palate, the bourbon aged side of the the beer would be more prominent. I think that's mellowed a little bit. The Belgian ale, you know, the Belgian yeast is coming forward. Mm -hmm. And the brightness of the overall, like, kind of the alcohol in it, the 10% of the alcohol okay. is kind of coming yeah. forward, too. And I think the, the barrel's falling off the back end as it warms. Mm. So where the alcohol's more coming forward. So, But still, it's a fantastic beer. It's extremely smooth. I mean, when I say the alcohol's coming forward, I don't mean that in the sense of, like, you know, it burns like, you know, a, like whiskey. Right. It, I think it's enhancing the flavor where I didn't taste it prior. Now I'm tasting it more and it's I think it's balancing better. Nice. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. This this beer is is the Curo. 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 Yeah, very French. Which is kind <laughs> of weird but when it's a Belgian ale, but maybe it's southern F Belgium, I don't know, next to the French border. <laughs> Great trailer tonight. I'm glad we got a lot of watching in. It was good seeing you guys for the for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was great to see you. You had a you had a great you had a great turkey and a great spread. By the way, it was amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And we have a goose coming up on Christmas. Oh, nice. A goose and still the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve is the seven fishes and the goose on Christmas. And that's where yeah, Paul, uh, Susie, and uh, baby Delilah. Nice, nice. They're gonna be over at our uh, our house for Christmas Eve. So awesome. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Trailer junkie Paul. So. <laughs> Trailer junkies for life. All right. Let me know when the Tesla gets there. And, uh, oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Take a picture of, uh, you know, I don't know. What are you going to do? You're going to watch, um, movies now on what is it, a 27 inch screen in that car or something? <laughs> while I, while I'm charging at a, at a charging station, I'll watch a little, uh, episode of something. Yeah. Well, how big <laughs> is this? Is it like 17 inches or something or 15? No, I don't think, I think it's like, it, it's probably, yeah. That, that sounds about right. I'm looking at my, my laptop is a 15 inch. I think it's a slightly bigger than that. Yeah, it's probably 17 inch. I look at people's cars. I'm like, and it, and then like, it, it says like, you know, BRB or something, you know, like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. really? You need a 17 inch screen to say that? Like, when do you drive the car? You know, like, <laughs> you don't, you don't, the car drives you. I, okay. Touche. <laughs> Hopefully it drives you on the, on the freeway. It'll do that. All right, man. You have a good night. All right. We'll talk. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.